Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome, welcome to the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. I am your host, Lauren Sweeney, and I'm excited about our guest today. You are not going to want to miss this episode. Coach Karen, as people call her, or Karen Eldad, is the founder of Enthusiasm Coaching. With Enthusiasm Coaching, she's an American personal and executive coach. You guys, her method is amazing. It's designed to help the most intense personalities uncover and overcome their blind spots. She's going to talk about that more. She is an internationally recognized with world-class leaders, high-profile athletes, and media personalities and major corporations. Among Karen's most notable clients include Deutsche Bank, Global Fashion Group, and more, whom she serves as well with several individual high-profile clients. Karen's work and key research on the superstar paradox, which I know we're going to get into, has been featured in numerous media outlets, including the Harvard Business Review, CNBC, and Forbes. And her recent TEDx talk, You Don't Know What You Don't Know, has been viewed over 200,000 times. Congratulations on that, Karen. She holds gold standard international coaching federation credentials, as well as advanced academic degrees from the London School of Economics, the University of Jerusalem. And she lives currently in Austin, Texas with her husband, Ryan, and their four beloved pets. We are super excited to bring Karen on and to hear from her and gain some wisdom today. Karen, are you ready? I sure am. Lauren, after that, introduction who would not feel so ready for some inspiration we're ready to go i i knew you were ready to bring it karen and so i thought i will let you know we're ready to show up for you talk to us about what you're really passionate about right now well you know lauren i'm really passionate about the exact same thing that you're really passionate about rise up i I think that the most important thing is to allow your own lights to start to shine in order to uplift others and that's what self-awareness, self-discovery, and self-work is all about. This really is the least selfish of all work. A lot of people say that what we do is a lot of navel-gazing. This is really not. This is the realm of filling your tank so much that when you approach anyone else, they have to overflow with your enthusiasm too. That's what I'm super psyched about. I'm especially psyched about it in a year after COVID because we're only now beginning to see the light. It is March of 2021. People are getting vaccinated. Um, Hopefully, we'll by July be mingling again. And I think that it's been a big blow to a lot of people. It's been a huge blow for women in the workforce. And it's been an enormous equalizer for the superstars that I coach, the intense personalities that I coach. So I'm especially interested in revisiting all the subjects that I'm usually excited about from this new what happens when you have a big storm kind of angle? I love that perspective. We really are about a year after, a year after 2021. Now it's March 
And how do we navigate? How did we navigate it? And I know in particular, you coach individuals that are already high functioning, that are achieving high levels of success. And then what does that look like? I love this idea, Karen, that as a coach, you have yourself so infused, so filled up that you just can't help but give to others. Talk more about that. Well, that was one of the big realizations that changed my life. I, I don't know if the the stereotypes are going to be useful here, like uh, as a woman, I X, Y, Z, or et cetera, because imposter syndrome research-wise alone applies to 70% of the population. So no matter who you are, you are usually conditioned to care much more about serving others and uh, putting yourself in the use of others than filling yourself up first. So that's why, by the way, they have to remind us, this is hilarious to me, every time it comes on in the airplane, put your oxygen mask on first, then help small children. It's because people will literally not even consider that within seven minutes, they have they will die. And, and then if they're dead, they can't help anyone survive. So that's sort of the premise that that enlightened me. I started to understand that me going for my preferences, me caring about my passions, me rocking my best life was my only real way of inspiring anybody else. You cannot teach anyone self-love, by the way, which will definitely come in across as inauthentic if you do not know it yourself. So that's why my work on me preceded and precedes my work for anybody else. I love that. I agree with that so much. We can't just give to others and say, oh, yeah, you should definitely work out. And you aren't working out at all. Being authentic, people relate to that vulnerability and that authenticity. And then you know much more how to help them navigate. Talk about the work that you're doing right now and this superstar paradox. Well, the superstar paradox emerged after four years of practice where I was attracting the kind of clientele that I essentially used to be my former self, right? Exhausted, overworked, overachievers who kind of felt stunted or stuck in some way. They couldn't make it to the next level. And what got them here to this superstar level was just not working anymore. It's a classic Marshall Goldsmith case of what got you here and it won't get you there. And you don't quite know what will get you there. And that's when you say, all right, I'm going to work with a coach who works with Olympic champions. I'm going to work with another person who works with bosses and understands me. Hopefully we'll be able to reveal what's happening. And this is when I start to become aware of the paradox. Not only is happiness not correlated with superstar success, it seems to be correlated in the inverse. The majority of the people that I start working with, whether they are fully aware of it or not, are in many ways giving their power away, are in many ways overextended, are in many ways not particularly satisfied with their life, even though it looks amazing on Instagram. And that was kind of my case too. Before I started this work, I was married to a tall guy, which Lauren, you know, is the holy standard of marriage. And I had all the advanced fancy degrees and I always wore very, very cool outfits. So everybody thought that everything was on the up and up of my life but I was suffering enormously. I was in an abusive relationship. That relationship was miserable to say the least. I was in a job that was okay, but it was nowhere near lighting me up. I wasn't waking up eager and going to work. I was stunted in so many ways and terrified of what my friends thought all the time. So I had garbage habits like buying stuff I couldn't afford to keep up with the Joneses. And it's funny because we don't really pay attention to these things. We think they're kind of normal. You know, they'll, they'll iron themselves out. 
But if they're compounded over periods of time, they will create severe dissatisfaction. And luckily for me, they brought to a giant crash. I hope that my clients don't find me when they're going through a big crash. That does happen, of course. You know them, debt, divorce, death. That's how a lot of people end up doing the work. But just at this point of clarity where they're like, I, I know there's something better. I know there's something better. And if there's something better, we can get you out of the paradox and fast. I love that. And it reminds us too so much, filling our own cup with actually what matters to us, yeah. not what we think matters, actually figuring out what does matter. I bet that you help your clients with that as well. It's true. And it's funny because we are so susceptible, Lauren, to what looks like it matters because society keeps telling us what matters, right? Well, here's the deal. If you ever solve the problem of money, and I have in my life solved the problem of money, you really think that's going to take care of everything? Not really. It's one less thing to think about, that's for sure. But it's not more money, less problems. As a matter of fact, as you grow and scale companies, you'll find that they come with a whole new Pandora's box of delicious offerings. So really, it's never about the conditions that we think are going to serve us. What really matters is getting super clear on who you are and what you mm -hmm. care about and doing more of that because very few of us actually do more of that. I love that idea. Then when you're really filled up, it'll become a, an amazing cycle. You're mm -hmm. filled. And then we really do want to contribute to others, but until we're filled, that's really difficult to be able to do that. Talk about the superstar paradox and what you've noticed based on basically your research and yeah. working with. Well, I can talk about the exact uh, things, but I just want to latch on to something that you just said that sparked something. You know, I'm sure that you've noticed that a lot of your friends watch your podcast and your fans watch your podcast and say, oh my gosh, that looks like so much fun. I want to do that. That's kind of the point of what we're doing around here. If you have the audacity to follow your preferences and do something that's like a little bit out there, a lot of people will be awakened to their purpose through you. That's the entirety of the miss mission. So for anybody out there who think that Lauren looks like she's having a really good time, she is having a really good time. And you should think about this if it's sparking something in you. It is even more fun than you think. The second is, yeah, there are pretty clear signs of superstar paradoxdom. One of the easiest one to spot is people pleasing, people pleasing behaviors, people pleasing behaviors as you say yes when you mean no. You show up to a party even though you really hate everybody at the party. You don't really need them. You don't like them, but you think you're going to get something out of it. You feel FOMO on the regular. You actually have issues like this. You suffer from all forms of imposter syndrome. For example, I'll give you just two examples of imposter syndrome and how it shows up. The first is that terror that if you ever let up for just two seconds, the other shoe will drop, you will be discovered and people will judge you. And the second is perfectionism, which is really punishing behavior, trying to have exacting standards that must be met at any time. Now, to be very clear, I coach superstars, so I am not against high standards. I love high standards. Big fan. Huge. In fact, I believe that all of my success is due to having high standards. There's a difference, though. I do not beat myself up when I don't meet my standards. If the scale shows me something, it's a little bit off one day, I am not going to sit in a curled ball crying if I messed up and didn't know the answer to something, 
which happens all the time, even to Gandhi. I am not going to think, oh, I should immediately relinquish my credentials. I don't deserve to work for Deutsche Bank and Salesforce. I will figure it out. The difference is I will figure it out. It's okay. You got this rather than you suck and you don't deserve to live. And so that's really, this is the gray area in which the superstar paradox can go off the rails, can start to create anxiety and depression, which by the way, entrepreneurs and overachievers are twice as likely to suffer from, according to the latest Michael Freeman at Standard at, at Stanford study. So, you know, if it was published by Stanford, it, it must be true. They have a lot of credentials. They have a lot of credentials. Well, my point is this, this is very, very useful to know. And it's because of your own exacting overstretching. You are creating your own mess. And that's, again, also the good news. If you understand that you have created this, you have a way out of it. And the way out of it is not only going to make you sacrifice your high standards, it's actually going to turbocharge your performance, believe it or not. Mm. I love that idea of actually being able to take a step back, look, and realize I could recreate this thing and it will turbocharge my success because as high achievers, we want more success. We just don't know that there's another way. We think if we don't keep saying yes, many people were relieved during COVID that there's no parties, that they don't have to worry about <laughs> <laughs> showing up and pleasing everybody, right? I literally talked to a friend two days ago. She said, COVID is lifting. And of course, that's amazing. But that means more parties. And I'm going to actually have to look at my values, look at what I want, right, Karen, and go, what do I want? And who, who am I? I? And who am I? What, what even matters to me? Listen, it comes to all of us. You understand it completely. You're making my heart sing. I just want to make this real for people out there. Last year, I was supposed to get married on March 20th of 2020. Now, obviously, that did not happen because we went shelter in place a few days earlier. We are going to get married on October 8th for big party goers. Well, over the course of the last year, guess what happened? Some guests fell off the list. That party got tighter and narrower. Even an enlightened Gandhi-esque coach has times when she says yes, when she means no. We all have to start to understand that there are ways in this life where we are giving our power away. It is not being taken away from us. It has never been finite. It is never finite. It is simply that we are consistently not mindfully thinking, do I actually want this? And if we can start to do that, we start living free and we start creating real empires. I love that. It goes back to, it matters who you hang around because I'm thinking of relationships, Karen, and I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you and I'm going, that's right. Karen's yeah. reminding me. And so the more we hang out with awesome people that think at a certain level that think, yes, you don't have to say yes. It's okay. You are allowed to say no. You're allowed to live with your values. The more that we want to do it. And yeah. if we hang around people where that's not the case and it's all watered down and we just people please, then it's easy to fall into that trap of, oh, well, maybe I should people please too. Exactly. Instead, have some respect. Respect for others who are willing to say no. Respect for yourself. You should say no. I love that. Warren Buffett says that all the time. He says that the, the more successful you get, the more successful you must become at saying no 
no much more than you say yes. Not no because you feel like it, not no out of spite, but no because I really don't have the time. I shared with you earlier today, uh, Lauren, that I'm starting to migrate. I used to be able to do private coaching, one-on-one coaching, which is very labor intensive. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've simply run out of time. There, I don't even have a choice. I, I used to struggle with what kind of a person would say no to someone who really, really wants to work with you. And today I'm like, there's no way I can. So there's only group coaching. It's semi-private for those who are interested. And that's the only way forward. That's me taking back a little bit of my power. I love that. It's also having confidence that knowing I'm going to just supercharge. I'm yeah. just going to level up and it's going to be great because I'm living inside of my values. That's right. and when I'm living inside of what matters to me and I have integrity, it's only going to go upwards. Yeah. We have and you know that solves another it it solves another one of the biggest conundrums for superstars. Part of the superstar paradox, another way that it occurs, another symptom, and this is something that's also discussed a lot by Brene Brown, who we all love, is uh workaholism. When you can't really get started on clearing up your boundaries around your preferences, it's really a slippery slope. And it's really easy, especially for those of us who run our own business and say, no, no, I'll just work all the time. No, you don't have to work all the time. Think about the message you're sending to life. I must work all the time. I can never let up. I mean, first of all, that's super unattractive. No one's going to want to work with you. And secondly, (laughs) that's just not a way to live. It's not a way to live. It's not a way where you will ever serve fully anybody. I could never show up to have a conversation with you in the middle of the day if I were not chill and happy and ready to have some fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've definitely done both. I definitely felt like, well, I just have to work all the time and then maybe I'll be enough and then maybe people will like me and maybe I'll be happy. Maybe, but not likely. (laughs) It it never really worked out. And so now we're re-evaluating and I do love the effects, the positive effect that COVID had and being able to take a step back, look at what is matters to me. I can literally say no to everything right now because everything is off the table, on the table. And that has been amazing. It's the best. It's truly amazing. It's been the great clarifier in many ways. And for many people who have really unfortunately lost their jobs or had a very, very big transition, I encourage them to see this also as a blessing, if you can, if you are able to. Of course, I understand these these thoughts take a lot of practice, but if you can think this is happening for me, this is happening for the clarity of what's coming, this is happening towards the blessing that's coming, this is happening because I've really wanted a life that was bigger and more focused, then you will actually start to ride that wave and make it work in your favor rather than the opposite. Mm. I totally agree. Karen, if, if people want to find you, how can they find you? KarenLDad.com or at Coach Karen on Instagram. I love Instagram. We were talking about this before. It is my, it's my favorite of all the social media. So if you ever want to find me or come to one of my talks or anything like that, or check out the Coached Podcast, it's all there. Oh, I love it. And if you're listening for the audio, Karen is spelled K-E-R-E-N. ELDAD.com. And then her Instagram and TikTok, which are more of her favorite platforms, it's at Coach Karen. And again, Karen is spelled K E R E N. So, Karen, we love to ask all of our guests on the show, what does Rise Up for You mean to you? 
You know, it's funny that you should say that because I, I remember the first time I came across you, I've used the word rise a lot. I've used the word rise a lot and I happen to love the combination rise up for you, not just rise up for you. It's about awakening to your own power so that you may serve. The truth is there's never any happiness in just rising up. It's true. We're not wired for it. We're wired to love others, to belong to others, to contribute to others. Anybody who's ever given a gift that fills the receiver with glee knows this feeling. And rise up for you, therefore, is a perfect phrase of what life is about. We are here to rise up, to discover who we are, to live as powerfully as we can in order to help the success and happiness of others. And in doing so, it becomes cyclical. Yeah. Well, it's the very definition of meaning. And that's what everybody's looking for. A lot of people keep thinking about happiness. It, by the way, meaning can be another word for happiness. But the form that you're looking for is through meaning. And that's what Rise Up For You is. Everybody should have that tattooed on their arm. Rise Up For You. That's my new mantra. Oh. What are you here to do? Rise Up For You. Yep. Yeah. Good and one. just like just like you shared at the beginning, you can't rise up for you unless you rise up for you. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. That's why it's a perfect play on words. There is no rising up without you first. That's actually something that people don't get about service or servant mindsets. They keep thinking that you're becoming a servant to others. You will not be able to serve anything or anyone without serving yourself first. I hope every mother out there is listening to that. You cannot serve anybody else until you take care of yourself first. And that is exactly the airplane. It's not just an example, literally life or death. I do try to literally. remind myself of that. that kids, yeah. a mom is going to take care of herself first and then I can come help you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. exactly. Karen, it's been amazing spending this time with you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure for me too. I really enjoyed every, every second. You're great at this. Thank you so much. Oh. She's been so great to have on the show. I wish this was two hours, right? Definitely check her out on her website or on her favorite platform on Instagram. I'm your host, Lauren Sweeney, on the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. And today, if you're listening, we wanted to remind you that we have seven spots left for our, our How to Show Up and Take the Stage course that our CEO, Netta, and myself are running all you have to do is text the two words, public speaking, to 949-416-0671. That's public speaking to 949-416-0671 to get information about this executive and entrepreneurial public speaking course. Because after all, we all have greatness inside of us. And all we need to do is rise up for us so that we can rise up for others as well. It's been fantastic spending this time with you. Have an amazing day and we will see you back here on our next podcast.